Hey everybody, it's Brian. And guess what? Halloween is over. And Thanksgiving is coming up here soon. And before you know it, the new year will be here soon. So let's talk about the new year. What kind of goals do you have for the new year? What kind of habits might you want to establish in the new year? But before you think about all that, perhaps you need to think about this. What kind of systems do you want to put in place to reach those goals or to make sure you're keeping accountable for those habits in the new year? Let's take it a step deeper. What kind of planner or planning system or to-do list system do you want to use in the new year? Well, for me, I prefer overwhelmingly the physical option. And it might work for you. I recommend you try it. Let's talk about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like I can rule the world. I know I could be what I want to. Uh, above all, be yourself all the time. Let no one tell you what you can't do. It's all about life and progression, motivation and the lessons and the blessings that come with it all. And if you feel like quitting, don't stop. Keep going, cause you know they love to see you fall. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to ball. Well, hey, everybody, it's Brian Dare with the Build Joy Podcast, and we are back. It's been a minute. My last episode was post back in June of 2023, and we are coming up on the heels of 2024. And I said, hey, we need to get back at this. We have some other conversations in the pipeline that we hope to launch for all of you. Some really great ones out there that we have been having, uh, both Patty and myself. And we want to get those out into the world here really soon. But we are back. And as we are gearing up for the end of 2023 and looking forward to 2024, it's a great time to be thinking already, believe it or not, about what the new year has in store. What were the big wins this year? What were we proud of? What were the accomplishments? What goals did we hit? What goals maybe Are we almost hitting that we're kind of coming down the wire here at the end of the year? What kind of goals did we completely drop? Did we fail at a bunch? Did we flub? Did we get nowhere after two weeks of being on the resolution game? Well, all those kinds of things are great discussions as we approach the new year, but I want to take it down into the nitty gritty today. And that is, as you're thinking about your goals and you're thinking about your habits and you think about how you want to get to where you want to get in 2024, A very valuable question to ask is what kind of systems are you going to put in place? Some people, in fact, say the systems are even more important than the goals. And I would say minimally, they're the day-to-day experiences of getting towards your goals. And without systems, you're not going to get to your goals unless you just stumble into them by accident, which is really unlikely to happen. So what are the systems you're going to put in place to reach your goals next year? Let me take it on a more granular, more nitty-gritty level than that. And that is what kind of planner or planning system or to-do list system are you going to use to accomplish what you need to accomplish in 2024? And I recommend that you give something a try even before the end of the year so you can see if it's something you want to move forward in as you're getting into 2024. And here's what I recommend. Now, this is not going to necessarily be for everyone, even though my title recommends that everyone should give it a whirl. Uh, But I highly recommend a physical planner, that you get your hands on some kind of pen and paper planner. Now, that's coming from someone, myself, who loves tech, 
who loves the newest and shiniest tech, who loves using software of various sorts. I love leveraging technology. In fact, I'm that guy that uh, after hours, if I'm just kicking back, chilling, and want something fun to do, I will watch videos about tech, new tech, new software, new electronic tools of various sorts. And yet, I am recommending that we all go back, or at least give it a try, good old-fashioned pen and paper analog planning systems. And I'll recommend some, and I'm not just simply talking about a blank notebook, even though there are some great systems that can be used with a blank notebook that I'll talk about. And I'm so there's planners out there, there's great options, but I am recommending in at bottom here today that you try on for size an old-fashioned pen and paper approach to your productivity system, your base productivity system that is your to-do list. And here's why I say that. There's a lot of reasons actually, but here's here's some of the main ones. When I switched, and I'm gonna say this was about five years ago, when I switched from using whatever at the time was the latest and greatest and snazziest electronic option and moved to a physical planner, it sincerely changed my life. Now it's like, well, that's gotta be massively exaggerated, right? No, it isn't, it changed my life. I started using a system that changed my productivity, that changed the investment of time I was putting into my tasks, the investment of time I was putting into my work that helped me set new priorities and really ultimately helped set a new trajectory in my life that I'm very grateful for. Was that the only thing that did it, the, the planner option? No, that wasn't the only thing that was involved with all of those changes and decisions, but it was a significant part of it. So. I'm very familiar with electronic approaches and you may have an electronic approach that works swimmingly for you. I know there's new ones out there I haven't tried, so awesome. If you've got some great ones out there, go ahead and have at it. But my biggest issue with electronic to-do list approaches is, well, a couple of things, but my biggest, here's my biggest one, is it's hard, it was hard for me to establish true priorities and the lists went on and on forever. It literally could go on forever. I mean, in a literal sense, go on forever, but they could. You could keep adding things to the list. And it was really, really hard for me to prioritize the mission critical items of that day. And also I noticed the more electronic I got, the more my lists were scattered abroad. Now I know there's plenty of systems that can you can carry, you can have on your phone and the computer and anywhere you go and try to centralize those lists. Awesome. I found when I was all in on electronic, even though I used a uh, an app that was cutting edge and everyone raved about it, and I liked it when I used it, I found the more electronic I went, the more scattered I got. There wasn't a central repository. I didn't commit to a central repository of tasks. And then it was hard to prioritize, even though, again, my app I used had a priority system. You could have different ones set to main priority and secondary and, and tertiary and then all the rest. But even so, it all just felt the same to me when it was dumped into an electronic system that could go on forever, that I could also just simply nudge to the following day. Uh, now, some to-do list systems out there, they can literally just hang out on your to-do list for ever and they don't get moved, they don't get reassigned, they don't get delayed, they don't get... 
Um, you know, you don't feel any real pressure to get them done. I believe the to-do list system I use, which again, this was some time ago now, so I'm not remembering all the details. I think if you didn't get something done in a day, you did have to bump it to the next day um, to make sure it stayed on that list. So you at least were looking at your list every day, but it was easy with a single click to bump everything to the future day. Um, and then the, the reason that was such a huge problem is you didn't feel this really overwhelming sense of urgency to actually get something done. It could just hang out there electronically on your list and your list kept growing and it kept getting ignored. And even those things you set as priority, yes, maybe I got those priority items done first, but there was just something about this endless electronic list that made even the priority things not really feel all of that urgent, like something I needed to get done that day. So I was using this electronic system. I was satisfied with it. I, I, I wasn't experiencing severe dissatisfaction with the electronic system. The app I was using seemed great. It kept introducing new features, new ways to organize your tasks. That was another thing that became a problem. I loved all of the different features and the tags and the organ sub the sub uh, to-dos under the other to-dos and the notes and the blah, 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 blah. All the things you could do with it were endless. And I loved that. I love tech. I love playing with tech. But I found that that didn't really help me actually get things done. It helped me mess around with the tech and be attracted by its features and all of those things. But he, so I was using this electronic app. Uh, I'll let the cat out of the bag as to what I was using at the time. It was Todoist. It was Todoist. And, and I was satisfied. I was happy as electronic apps go. But right at that time, I was reading a book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Uh, and now, The 4-Hour Workweek was a life-altering book for me as well. I highly recommend you read it. You're not going to necessarily agree with everything in it. He, he's controversial in the way he says some things. Uh, he himself has mentioned he doesn't love the tone he took on in the book. But it was a really, really meaningful book to me. And also, the title is just provocative. He, he's not necessarily recommending uh, that you have to whittle down your work week into four hours. Uh, I've never been able to do that, even though his methods that he uh, recommended did help me shave significant time off of my weekly schedule. Um, whether or not you have a four-hour work week or whether or not that's even realistic is beside the point. The point is uh, of the book is for you to go after in life what you want to go after, to make sure you take agency over your life, to make sure you leave space and time to do the things that might not be considered quote-unquote work, and also lots of productivity uh, tips that I found extremely valuable. And one of the pro productivity tips that Tim Ferriss gave in the four-hour work week is what he did with his to-do list. Now, he recommended not using electronic. Again, I think this is the first time I encountered someone saying, hey, you shouldn't use electronic options. Um, and what he said was he used a, a piece of paper. Uh, and I'm going to let him describe it actually in the book. I've got, a, I got an excerpt in front of me where he describes how he approaches his to-do list. And here's what he says. Don't ever arrive at the office or in front of your computer without a clear list of priorities. You'll just read unassociated emails or scramble your brain for the day. Compile your to-do list for tomorrow no later than this evening. I don't recommend using Outlook or computerized to-do lists because it is possible to add an infinite number of items. I use a standard piece of paper folded in half three times, which fits perfectly in the pocket and limits you to noting only a few items. And that was that. Okay, I'm going to read just a little more in just a little bit, but I want to just sideline. 
that just reading those words was huge for me. I never really realized what my electronic to-do list were do, was doing to me. But here I was reading him say, hey, don't you notice that these lists are endless? Uh, don't you notice that if you if, if the first thing you do is log into your Outlook or onto your computer that you're distracted by emails and all kinds of things that are setting your agenda for the day other than your priorities? Um, and he says, I use a piece of paper that I fold three times and put into my pocket. Good old-fashioned piece of paper. Uh, now I'm going to talk about planners here in a little bit. He, he at least at the time of writing this particular book, just used a piece, piece of paper that he put into his pocket, which is a great option to be honest. Um, that's something that you could just incorporate. Uh, but he just put a piece of paper in his, uh, and, he, and he says, which fits perfectly into my pocket and limits you to noting only a few items. That is key. Sometimes our to-do list reflect the amount of items that we believe we could get done in today, that we believe we could get done in a day that are so far from reality, especially if these, if they're these endless electronic to-do lists. But even if we make uh, a list, a handwritten list. Uh, if if you don't limit yourself in space like he does, you might write down a number of items that you deceive yourself into thinking you might get done that day, and there's no way that you're going to do it. So this limits you to noting only a few items. And then he says, this is huge, there should never be more than two mission-critical items to complete each day. Never. It just isn't necessary. If they're actually high impact, if you're stuck trying to decide between multiple items that all seem crucial, as happens to all of us, look at each in turn and ask yourself, if this is the only thing I accomplish today, will I be satisfied with my day? Now, let me, let me rewind. This was huge for me when I read this. To pick two items. So I was so used to at this point when I read these words from Tim. I was so used to setting priorities of various levels of urgency, and I would color code them. That's what my system provided. I could have up to five in the red zone. And for me, the red zone was absolutely necessary. You need to get done this done today. It's mission critical. It's pivotal. Up to five. I think I even would have more than five sometimes. I, there was a limitless amount of red zone items that I could list. And then I would have then I would have orange and yellow and white, and that was the color coding system that I used. So that could have varying levels of priority. And I thought I was prioritizing myself as a result, and I would be get done those priorities. Well, that sort of worked, but it didn't work well because I didn't select two mission critical items. And he says no more than two. He says just select one if you want to select one. And I have seen other planning systems that give you up to three. You know, I think we can flex with a number here. He highly recommends only pick two. And I think he's talking about work here. For, for me, I end up, when I pick some mission critical items, one of those items might be a more home or life outside of work related thing that I think is appropriate. But when it comes to your work, I, I tend to agree with Tim here. When it comes to your work day, the time you spend in your work day, picking any more than two high priority, mission critical, move the needle, these are necessary, these will make me satisfied with my day type items, you really don't need more than two. You might just have one. One thing you've been ignoring that's not urgent but is important that should make it to the top of that list. And then he says, hey, if you're having trouble and everything seems critical, he says, 
ask yourself this question. If this is the only thing I accomplish today, will I be satisfied with my day? That's a great question. What items on your list or what items perhaps have been on the back burner of your mind that should be on your list? That if you got them accomplished today, and I'm recording this on a Friday, if you got it accomplished on Friday or on a random Tuesday, this would make you happy with your day. Now, that's not to say it's the only thing you're going to get done that day. There might be a, there might be 10 other items on your to-do list that you get done because the 10 take two minutes to do. Or there might be some other very important things you want to make sure you do get done that day. We're not asking just simply what's important and we're not asking what's simply urgent. We're asking what's mission critical to move your goals, your own goals you set for yourself forward. And if you can identify what needs to get done that day, will I be happy if I get only this one thing done? Like I'll be satisfied with the day. It was a, it was a prosperous, productive day. What is that one thing? This goes back also to the uh, the book One Thing written by Keller and another author that I'm forgetting. And I don't remember the first name of the gentleman whose last name is Keller. Uh, but that's a great uh, book as well when it comes to narrowing things down to the one pivotal thing you need to do. So that's a good way to, to try to assess what is the key thing or key two things that I need to do today to move my goals forward. And then all the other things actually become quite easier to accomplish and in some cases unnecessary to accomplish if you ask that question appropriately. So I recommend you try paper and pen. I'm not even a good handwriter. Sometimes I fail to read my own handwriting. I try to get better at that because I hate to sit there and think, what, would I, what was I trying to write here? Um, but, uh, but anyway, I recommend you try pen and paper. You can, you can just simply pick up a notebook. Actually right now at this moment, I've got my hands on my planner, which is just field notes. It's just a very slim, very compact, uh, booklet. Uh, I ordered some more of a similar size for the new year. Um, and I use a system that really works for me that I've kind of developed myself, but there's some great planners out there and some great planning methods. Uh, out there that I want to throw out there. So, well, let me say this first. Um, if you're looking for a planner and you like the idea of having something more structured and less organic, like you're not, you don't want to just simply come up with your own method. That is how I started. And I, I loved that I started that way. And I might actually probably go back to that because I keep finding myself returning to a system that I really love. Um, but you just might have a, a book uh, or kind of a, a productivity guru that has a planner recommendation. There's a ton out there. Um, and so look at that first. Look at anyone who you admire or a group or a productivity system or even a, a YouTuber productivity guru that might have a planner that they recommend. I, I'm not here to sell any particular planners. There are a lot of really great ones out there. What I recommend that you do though is to find one that makes sure that forces you to rewrite your to-do list if you don't get it done in a given day. Now, it doesn't mean you need to rewrite your to-do list every day. It could mean that I didn't get it done on Tuesday, but I'm pretty sure I'll be able to get the same thing done on Friday. So I don't necessarily write it every single day up to Friday, but I'm going to rewrite this thing for Friday uh, because that's when I believe I'll be able to get this accomplished. So it forces you to choose what day you're going to do something on. If you're going to procrastinate, and it's totally appropriate, I know procrastinate comes across as a negative word because it often is, but it's totally appropriate to purposefully procrastinate something. Say, I wasn't able to do this now, or I thought it was priority today, and, and turns out it's not priority today. 
when it is it when is it going to be priority? So you take a lot of mental load off to say, I'm not going to do it today. I know I won't do it tomorrow or the following day either. I'm going to push this back into Friday or next Monday. Um, so, but a, a planner that 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 makes you rewrite is a huge way to make sure you're actually getting stuff done, and so that your to-do list doesn't get endlessly long. So that's one thing I recommend: some kind of system that makes you rewrite what you didn't get accomplished that day. Another thing I recommend is a system that requires you to identify two key priorities. Now, there are some great systems out there that that I've seen a number of great systems that I've seen that say three key priorities. If they give you three, I say two workplace and one just life outside of work is how I recommend you identify those three or just leave the third one blank. But if you say, oh man, I really want to put in three in the three slot, fine. Make at least one of those something outside of workday is what I recommend. Um, so again, something that requires you to prioritize two or three mission critical items for the day. And then I also recommend that you find a planner that organizes your to-do list around your goals. Goals that were set either at the beginning of the quarter or at the beginning of the year. So um, that that allows you to just set what your northern star is here, like what you're really after. And then make sure that you're prioritizing what needs to be to prioritize in a given day, not just by what's the loudest voice or what feels the most urgent, but by what aligns with your goals. And there might be some urgent things you absolutely do need to get done that day for whatever reason. Feel free to throw one of those in the list. But a planner that is a system that can organize your to-do list around your goals for the year or for the quarter, uh, or perhaps you could say even for the month, but that seems a little even too frequent. I would I would spread it out quarterly or yearly. Um, a planner's planning system that that requires you to do that. Another thing that I recommend is some kind of planning system that requires you to do some kind of review or some kind of planning. So a look back and a look forward. A what didn't work, what did work, and then what do I plan to do for the upcoming week, day, month, you know, some kind of baked in review, some, something that, and you could of course establish all these things on your own. Uh, but I would, I would, I would say that you need some kind of planning system that sets your priorities based on your goals, that, uh, sets your priorities in each given day to, to two mission critical things, um, that requires you to rewrite something that you didn't get done that day. And then finally, a, a planning system that bakes in some kind of review. For me, I do a weekly review, I do a quarterly review, I do an annual review. So in those reviews, I'm really trying to hash out what happened, what went right, what went wrong, what are my goals, what am I hoping for in this upcoming time period. In a way, I really break this down even daily because I set my two priorities each day. But, but I do some kind of just thorough, thoughtful review each week, each quarter, and each year. I recommend a system or a planner that, that sets it up so you're doing that. So let's talk about some options. The, the option that I moved to when I first started using a physical planner uh, was the full focus system that I highly recommend. This is by uh, what used to be Michael Hyatt and Company was the name. Now I believe they call the company full focus or um, yeah, full focus, I believe is the name of the company now. 
Uh, but Michael Hyatt is the inventor. Uh, he, he wouldn't call himself that because there's a ton of collaboration and, and user feedback that went into this. But uh, at least Michael Hyatt initiated and built the planner. Uh, I still, to this day, use, this is my main system. I actually am right now, at this moment, not using the physical planner. I'm using a, a just normal paper planner, and I'm establishing my own uh, system with the key elements to the full focus system. I will likely go back. I, I keep, Every time I pull away from it, I find myself going back. Uh, but I highly recommend the full focus planner. I have been using for years the pocket size. There's a larger size. It's even more thorough. The pocket size is more simplified and more portable. Uh, but go ahead and go on the go on their uh, webpage and, and check it out. If, if you'd love to have a great system that's been finely tuned, that got tons of user feedback, uh, that is that is that is evolving even now, uh, but a great system. Um, based on a lot of just great principles, business and productivity principles out there. Highly recommend the Full Focus system. Our company, FBC Remodel, has a journal called the Joy Journal that combines a planner and a journal. So it has that opportunity to identify your priorities, to write out your to-do list, to have weekly evaluations, but also has like a morning headspace, gratitude journal, um, so it includes some journal, like not non-planner journal-y type elements. If you like to just, uh, again, to, to, to have some moments of reflection um, and writing out some of not only your priorities and your to-do list, but also uh, just what you're grateful for and, and also what, uh, what um, you're hopeful for, all those kinds of things. Great, great system. And we would be glad to send you out a copy of this free of charge if you would like to see our joy journal. So, so I talked about the full focus. I talked about our joy journal. Also, if you would like to use just a normal blank planner, but also want to use a very thorough time-tested system, the bullet system is really great. I used it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I use elements of it now. Um, but uh, bu the bullet journal system often gets mistaken for a system that's just for people who love to doodle <laughs> because we have all these examples via YouTube and TikTok and online Instagram where people show their bullet journals um, and there's a lot of art uh, and there's lots of creativity. Uh, the system lends itself to leaving space for creativity, but that's not the system. In fact, uh, the gentleman who invented the system, I don't even think he encourages uh, using it to, to doodle and get creative. Uh, the system is very straightforward uh, and just but can be used in any blank notebook. Now, there are bullet journals that you can purchase uh, through the system and through the company, but you can just grab any dollar store uh, notebook and, and use the bullet journal system. So I recommend that and giving that a try if you like the idea of being uh, really organic, uh, that has a lot of flexibility, uh, but also a pretty straightforward system that will work with any blank notebook. Uh, for me, again, as I mentioned, I use a blank notebook right now. What I do is I, I have some key elements of the full focus system that I that I use. Um, I just will, at the front of my blank journal, I have written down my goals for the quarter um, and also the year. Really, I, I have annual goals that get adjusted each quarter. So I write those quarter, those quarterly goals down. And then I do a weekly review. I actually do this electronically because I like to write you know, as many thoughts as I can. Uh, so I do my weekly review electronically in my, my journal system I use, which in my case happens to be day one. 
um, and I do that, and then I write out, after I do that electronic review, I write out what my uh, week looks like. So the key events I need to be aware of that week, the key projects that I have that week, and then I establish a big two. Uh, and in some cases I do make it three. So big two priorities for the week. And then I, uh, then I draw some lines in the journal where I'm a, where I put a box for my big two on any given day um, and then a along the sidebar of the page so I make a sidebar on the page where I just write out what's happening that day just so I can be fully aware just by a glance at my paper as to what um, what meetings what events I need to be aware of uh, for the day and then I leave space for notes at the end of the week so I, I write that through uh, each week I write, I write down, I, I make lines through the, through the planner to, uh, to outline my day and to date them. Um, and then I leave space for additional notes that may spill into the following week. Um, and I also happen to have a page for home projects. Just, I, I find myself getting distracted when I have something I want to do that's relevant to home or life outside of work if it's underneath that work day. So I have that, that has its own list. Uh, that I look out in the evenings and on the weekends. Um, and that's that's what I do. It's just my own system that kind of combines elements of, of the different planners that I've used, most notably the full focus, uh, the full focus planner. So I recommend you trying something, just getting your hands on some pen and paper and getting, using a good old fashioned approach. Um, I highly recommend it. So hope you found that helpful. If you did find an electronic option that you love, feel free to let me know. I would love to explore it. I doubt I will use it. <laughs> but if you have something that you think would be great, feel free to comment on that. If you have a system or a planner you recommend, feel free to drop that in any of the notes where you find this podcast. And I hope you have a great day. We'll catch you.